Live from the 607, it's the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, where we're talking sports locally and nationally. Join the conversation on our social media with the hashtag ODPH, because here we go. Welcome back for part two of our NFL preview episode of the ODPH podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Welcome back, and if you're tuning in for the first time, thank you for joining us. My name is Ken. I'm joining me in studio as always. You know him. He's the co-host. His name is Padawan J. Hello, hello, hello. Also joining us in studio is senior sports editor, your coach, my coach, the coach, Coach Duffy. Here's the corner that we just came around, and here you are again. Yes. Indeed. So we hope you checked out our first episode, breaking down everything that is the AFC conference. But now it's time to go into the NFC conference. So join in the conversation on social media. You can find all our links at OchoDuroParleyHour.com. Join in on Facebook. Join in on Twitter. Join in on Instagram. Drop in by Apple Podcasts or Podchaser and drop that five-star review. And always remember to use the hashtag ODPH. So what we're doing is we're giving our picks for each division and breaking down who is going to make it to the Super Bowl via the NFC for this edition. And we'll give you our Super Bowl winner early. Oh. So stay tuned for that at the end of the show. But if we were talking the NFC East, we are talking the New York Giants. We are talking <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. We're talking the Philadelphia Eagles. We are talking the Washington football team. And I got to say, uh, I was looking at you know lines and everything like that today. And it was weird to see uh, on a thing. just And it wasn't even just Washington. It was just football team. Yeah, it's so weird to see right now. But... It's definitely a much-needed change, in my opinion. So, you know what? I'm all for it. But I cannot hold him back any longer. Coach, give us your NFC East breakdown. I'll say the thoughts, views, and expressions are that of uh, Coach Duffy and do not reflect the thoughts, views, and opinions of that of the Ocho Durham Parlay Hour. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you, Pat. All right. So, I have the Cowboys winning the division. I've got the uh, Eagles finishing second and sneaking into a wild card. Okay. I've got the uh, Washington football team finishing uh, third, and I've got the Giants finishing last. Um, I mean, I guess everybody wants me to go on a long one about the Giants. Well, sorry, not going to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <No. right. laughs> uh, listen, this is not. I I I I'm excited about Joe Judge. I'm excited for uh, Belichick era. You know, Belichick esque style, Nick Saban style head coach coming to New York, making him run laps after dropping passes and all this stuff. I love it. I'm like, yeah, this is a head coach the Giants need. Um, I just don't think they have the pieces in place right now to do it. Offensively, the offensive line is, you know, in fucking shambles. I mean, they're starting, you know, Andrew Thomas, who at first they said they were going to try and bring along slowly. Obviously, um, Nate Soldier opted to uh, not play this year with the COVID opt-out. That's fine. You know, I'm not thrilled about Andrew Thomas being rushed in to start at left tackle because all I can remember is Eric Flowers and a similar situation of being rushed in to start at the NFL level at left tackle, being a rookie, and not being a premier, you know, left tackle going into the draft. So that scares the hell out of me. Wide receivers, they have zero weapons. Mm -hmm. Zero. I love Golden Tate, Notre Dame guy, but he is not starting wide receiver 
Sterling Shepard is not a starting wide receiver. These are slot guys who need outside weapons to be able to let them sneak through the middle and get open, and that is not what these guys are. And defensively, I mean, there's nice pieces. I mean, Dexter Lawrence played well last year. Uh, Dalvin Thompson played well last year. They signed Blake, uh, Blake Martinez. You know, Marcus Golden, you know, had a decent year last year. But outside of that, you know, I mean, Jabril Peppers played well in spots. The, the corners, you know, with all that happened uh, with uh, DeAndre Baker during this offseason, I mean, he didn't play well to begin with last year, so I'm not really worried about not having him this year. Yeah. Um, you know, Xavier McKinney went down with a broken foot, so he's done till November at a minimum. I just – they don't have the pieces, so it's going to be a long year, Giants fans. And I'm telling you right now, and I'm gonna. I, this is what I the point that I want to get across. If they finish as bad as I think they are, which I mean, I uh, took some of the notes that I have here from a Sports Illustrated article that projected them to go eight and eight with the fucking schedule that they have. Blasphemy. Um, <laughs> if they go, if they go two and fourteen, and they, you know, somehow Jacksonville screws around and wins three games, and they're staring Trevor Lawrence in the face. And they do not draft him. I swear on my life, you will not want to talk to me. You will not want to see me because I will be uncontrollably raged. I will look like the Incredible Hulk. I will smash all of the things in all of the world because I will be so livid. This will be the Knicks not drafting Ron Artest, Sean Mad. This is going to be fucking flipping out. Code Red, somebody get the tranquilizer darts because I'm going to hurt something. Aaron, this is your warning now. I yes. already told her. I, she knows. She already knows. I'm sorry. Daniel Jones might be a future Hall of Fame quarterback. More power to him if he is. But if you are sitting here and he comes off of a 2-14 and 14 season and you have Trevor Lawrence sitting right there, I've watched too many Trevor Lawrence games to know that he is not going to be an elite level quarterback at the NFL level. Period. End of story. Now, is he going to lose to Notre Dame this year twice? You bet your goddamn dollar he is. <laughs> but outside of those two losses, this guy's only lost two games in his college career up until that point. You have to draft him. You cannot not take him at number one. And if you are sitting there at number one and you don't take him and you trade down, I swear to God, I will fly to New Jersey. I will find whoever will be the general manager because it ain't going to be the schmo that they have right now. And I will lose my shit. Because that is stupid. That is dumb. That is idiotic. Now the rest of the division. I got that off. Dallas is obviously very good on paper. You know, they've got a very good run game. Defensively, they'll be there. Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, you know, Michael Gall's back. C.D. Lamb is a threat. Mm-hmm. If you are not familiar with that name, get it's to familiar. know it. Because it's going to be said a lot this season. And then Philly, you know, has some nice pieces. Will Carson Wentz stay healthy? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you know if Carson Wentz is going to stay? Does Carson Wentz know if he's going to stay healthy? I mean, the guy has enough. Can Carson Wentz get somebody to catch him a pass? Well, I mean, that's besides the point. He's got to be able to throw the passes. I mean, he wears enough yeah. padding on his body to yeah. be a bubble boy, and he still yeah. gets hurt. So yeah. who knows what will happen there. And then, you know, the Washington football team, you know, they got some nice pieces. Chase Young is there, who that's also a name that you're going to hear of a lot. You know, I joked around on a Giants messaging board and said, you know, that hopefully the Giants draft him and strap the number 92 to him and let him go off like he's got, you know, a, a, a giant gap in his tooth, which, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Giants fans did not take kindly to. But calm down, you crybabies. It was just a joke, just comparing him to an all-time elite great pass rusher because that's what he's going to be. So you're going to see him absolutely chew everything 
Andrew Thomas's lunch for all of eternity because Andrew Thomas will not be able to stop him, and it's going to be a long time for him as a left tackle going against him. But that's what I got. Pad? No, I think it's going to be uh, Dallas winning the division this year. You know, the pieces are there. I mean, you look, they got Dak Prescott at quarterback. Uh, they got Zeke at running back, and then they've got Amari Cooper, who had a great year last year. Uh, you've got uh, Michael Gallup, also a wide receiver, and then they got CeeDee Lamb, who I believe they just got in the draft yep, this year. Huge. Huge, pi- huge pickup for them. That uh, that offensive line is still there, so the pieces are there. Plus, part of me just wants to, you know, with all the monster quarterback contracts we've had in the last like twelve months or whatever it is, I want, uh, you know, Dak to have a monster year just so it screws Jerry Jones over. You had an opportunity to get this deal done. You could have gotten this deal done in what I would consider a very team friendly way mm-hmm. that wouldn't absolutely come back to bite you in the ass by the time we're all six feet under and turned to dust. But You've held off on it for this long. You have not gotten a deal done for this long. If you go to any of your favorite sites that list NFL free agencies, uh, free agents, uh, and look at 2021, Dak Prescott's name is still there. He is not signed. I believe they have said they will not work on a contract through this season. Well, I mean, they weren't going to sign for a team-friendly deal because he was asking for number yeah. one money, well, and he ain't number one. Well, and compared to some of the money that's been getting thrown around for sure. other quarterbacks, it's going to bite Dallas in the ass. And so part of me wants Dak to have that monster year, so it justifies that, just so it bites Dallas in the ass. No offense the Dallas fans it's just with the way everything's going with with quarterback contracts I just wanted to see to bite somebody in the ass and it's going to be Dallas uh Philly I think will finish in second place and that's just because the no offense the other two teams in the division sure aren't not taken because I know <laughs> you know they got a good quarterback in Carson Wentz Philly Philly as much as it pains me to say that he's a good quarterback mm-hmm. but you look at the other pieces he's got there you know he's got Deshaun Deshaun Jackson who I believe was injured last year only caught nine balls. You know, you got Alshon Jeffrey, uh, you know, there. Uh, you've also got Miles Sanders, who last year only uh, had 818 yards uh, passing. Uh, and then you uh, for Alshon Jeffrey, because Paige took a minute to load, uh, he only had 43 catches on 490 yards. Uh, also at wide receiver, they've got a gentleman by the name of Greg Ward, who caught 28 balls last year for 254 yards. None of Deshaun Jackson ain't the Deshaun Jackson of old. No. You know, does he still have flashes of brilliance? Maybe. You know, time will tell. You know, he is sitting here at 33 years old. He'll turn 34 in December. So his best years, I would say, are behind him. But, you know, if, you know, they've still got uh, Zach Ertz at tight end. So he's still a very, a very good tight end. Uh, and then you look at the other teams. Uh, I think the New York Giants will do – they'll do a little bit better than their 4-12 and record. You know, they've, they've got some pieces there. I think they're on the – they, I think – What they, fucking pieces are you looking at? I, I think they might be able to – to do something with it and then washington they ain't got shit yeah 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 you got chase young but congratulations but one player does not win you a championship unless your name is adam benetary so for my picks uh i have dallas winning the division sure 10 and 6 mike mccarthy coming there is an absolute breath of fresh air if you're a cowboys fan he is going to be the coach that you wanted jason garrett i mean had great success there but just couldn't get over the hump with all the talent he's had. But you know what? With Garrett has put in place, it kind of reminds me, and flipping to the NBA, uh-huh. it's like when Mark Jackson built the team and then Steve Kerr took it over. Uh, same kind ouch. of vibe. Same kind of vibe ouch. here. So that's why I say Dallas should run away with this. 10-6, uh, and six, easy. And for Dak, he wants that big money contract, which, I mean, I am rooting for him as well, just, yeah. to, just to completely yeah. throw Jerry Jones off. But granted, he, the money he was asking for last season – 
No, there was no chance. They made the right decision not to pay him. However, this year with McCarthy, let's not forget, he's the one that worked with one Aaron Rodgers. And true. made Aaron Rodgers into the superstar he is. So what do you think he's going to do with Dak? That's kind of the common denominator you have to think about this. I mean, if I can just chime in real quick, I don't care one way or another whether they pay him or not because my thing is, as much as I don't like the Cowboys, you're sitting here and you're asking for number one money and you ain't number one. Right. I mean, you can't sit here and say, pay me the most money of a quarterback, franchise quarterbacks and not win a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Like, at the end of the day, Eli chased money, but Eli won money. You know what I mean? Like, you cannot sit here and say, pay me an elite-level quarterback. Like, if he would have said, give me top 10 money, I would say, all right. Yeah. Like, you could argue that. Sure. But you can't say, make me the most paid quarterback in the NFL and not be like, all right, that was just my asking price. Like, let's negotiate. Yeah. Because that's ridiculous. Oh, they haven't even won a playoff game. No, it's true. I, agree, I mean, I agree with you. No, no, that's what But I said. that's just my chime in on that. They did the smart thing by not paying him. I will I will fully agree with you. I mean, we talked about this for a second. Sure. He, he was not worth the $40 million a year he was asking. I will tell you that right now. But with McCarthy at the play calling and working with Dak, he's going to have an argument for not that money he was asking, but a definite pay increase in that. Well, sum. you know what Mike McCarthy's not going to do? forget how to run the ball exactly (laughs) ezekiel elliott could have an mvp type year i'm just saying right now with that line and that contract he better yeah and for what mccarthy mccarthy knows what he's doing with that team too and this will be the first time he's had a true running back Uh working for him too so like i say what he had success in with green bay he's going to just double in on and dallas and that's why i say their offense is going to be huge cd lamb is going to be the arguably rookie of the year and if they all stay healthy they have a chance to really be putting up about 30 a game. Easy. Easy. Yeah. That defense, though, that's your kind of question mark. That I think is the only thing that we don't know what we're going to get out of him. But then again, this is kind of how he manages in Green Bay. It was. I mean, who was really the defensive stoppers when he was making the runs with Green Bay? Uh, what? Oh, God, long hair. Clay Matthews. Yeah, Clay Matthews. I mean, he had a couple players here and there. And yeah. Dallas does, too. But is it enough to really make a deep run in the playoffs? I think so because I think that offense is going to carry him. They're going to remind me a lot of Kansas City. Let me just put it that way. Okay. So that's why I say I think they win 10-6 outright. Philly gets one of the wild cards. I think they go 8-8 because I think their season lives and dies on Carson Wentz. If Carson goes down, who is their backup? Uh, I will look it up now. Exactly. Nobody can name it on top of their head. They don't have Nick Folds anymore. No. No, their backup, I got it right here for you, is Uh, Nate Sudfield and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So Who they drafted – Way too early in the draft. I mean, Jalen Hurts, yeah. fine player, thought he was gonna, thought he should be drafted, mm-hmm. but just too early. Oh yeah, yeah way too early, especially but, for a team that needed other pieces. Yeah, exactly. Philly needed a lot of work. They have a young team, so they can definitely contend. And Deshaun Jackson going back there. I mean, like I said, last season definitely injuries caught up with him. But this year, I think though him being the veteran leadership that that team needs, I think will help him. And Miles Sanders, I think, is going to have another big year. So. That being said, I think Philly can definitely pull off an 8-8, eight and eight, and I think they get one wild cards. Uh, looking next, I had the Giants going 6-10. and 10. No. I, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. No. But Joe Judge taking over the team. Sure. Uh, Jason Garrett now is the OC. I think will help Daniel Jones, the Messiah. But is it enough to get him over the hump? No. Saquon Barkley, I think, is going to have a good year. <sighs> I hope. I just – my problem is – 
I, I, I mean, he's a good running back. Just, I mean, you can't like Barry Sanders at least had a solid offensive right. line to run through. Like, yeah, he had terrible pieces around him. Scott Mitchell, a quarterback, no wide receivers, but like he still always had a somewhat semblance of a good offensive line. Yeah, Saquon does. I mean, Saquon just doesn't have that. He's never been given it. Right. So if Judge can come up with some magic, then maybe. But like I said, I don't see him doing more than six wins. I just don't. Well, I mean, that's awfully friendly of you. Yeah. You guys don't have to do that just to make me feel better because I know it's going to be worse. But we care here. I mean, listen, you might, you guys might play the opposite. Now you might make me give my hopes up. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe the Giants do go better than six, six or two and 14 like I think. And all of a sudden they're going to turn around and now I'm all hopeful, guys. Great. Great. Now my expectations are up. Now when the Giants do bad, I'm going to be really upset. Thanks, guys. I, I just want to put this out for record. We have actually been hit up to do a streaming of the NFL draft next year. <laughs> you need to be in attendance on twitch.tv slash 6SMPodcast. I'm I, dead serious. We have been yo, hit up to All do right. This. Listen, if the Giants are first, I will 1,000% be there. Yeah, and if they don't take Trevor Lawrence, I'm just keeping the camera rolling. We're throwing the mic down. I can exactly – no, you'd probably rather have me be at, at an NBA one because I I lose my shit then. Oh, yeah. Like, the Giants one, I, when they drafted Andrew Thomas, I was just like, Fuck. Okay, but then, you know, they fucked around, got Xavier McKinney in the second round, who is the same player as, you know, the kid out of Alabama. So I was like, or not the kid out of Alabama, the kid out of, see, this is why I have my notes, because I always forget shit. Uh, But anyway, he's the same player. Um, I just... I Yeah, I get I get pretty into the draft. Yeah. yeah. So, sure. Yeah, we'll let... You okay. know what? I, I don't really no, but it's the future. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, NFL draft will live stream. NBA draft we'll talk about next week. Fuck. We'll, you don't, we'll, you we'll, don't want to see me during that. Oh, I think we do. That's rating. That folks. might be Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can talk to the rich in 3FN about that. All right. We'll, we'll make that happen. Uh, and then to round out, I mean, Washington, I... Two and fourteen. I, I just that's, being, I, that's I, being generous, if yeah. you ask me. I just... I don't see enough out of this team right now... That makes me say, okay, they're going to contend in any way, shape, or form. Well, I just don't. Chase Young is a great player. Don't get me wrong. But a lot is being asked of a rookie to carry them. Chase Young is a great player, but let's not forget, Dwayne Haskins lost that team at one point during yeah. the year where he was sitting there on the sidelines like, what do I need to do? Yeah. Like, not something you should be asking in the middle of a game, dude. Yeah, yeah. when you ask that question, you lost your team, and it's unfortunate. But this is kind of the state of Washington right now. So what are we going to get out of them? I'm just saying, lower your expectation. They're going to be in the tank for Trevor Talk. And where they go from there, I mean, who knows? I mean, like I say, it's going to be ugly for the NFC East. Except Dallas, because I think we had that unanimously. They win. Yep. Uh, Philly, I think we had as a playoff team. I have them as my wild card, yes. Okay, Pad? Still working that out. Okay. So now let's switch gears to the NFC North. Yeah. Now this one has had Ooh. a little bit more drama, I would say, than Ooh, years past. Yeah. yeah. Primarily starting with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Uh, obviously, um, an interesting NFL draft for them, to say the least. Yeah. Sure. Minnesota Vikings have had kind of an interesting offseason as well, getting yeah. rid of Stefan Diggs. Yep. The Bears uh, making some of the wild, wild free agent moves of getting Nick Folds and, and then, passing on Cam Newton. And then naming Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> as your starter right after training camp. Yeah. You've got a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, MVP if I'm not mistaken, yep. mm-hmm. uh, quarterback on your team. And who do you go with? The guy who's been absolute shit the entire time he's been in the NFL. Facts. And then we got, and we have Detroit. This is like if you're if you could pick any player from baseball of all time and they're in their prime and you go you need a a must win game situation you know and you go and you pick, you pick Nolan Ryan you pick you know Roger Clemens Cy Young what have you and you go and you got the chance to start Nolan Ryan you know what 
We're going to go with somebody else. We're not going to have Nolan Ryan start. Like, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. I, if, I'm sorry. You signed Nick Foles for whatever the deal was, hmm. and you sit there and go, you know what? We're going to keep Trubisky as the starter. It's very, very puzzling. So, Coach, why don't you kick us off? What is your picks for the NFC North? So, I've got – I mean, this division was tough, like trying yeah. to pick a winner. It yeah. was yeah, tough. I um, have uh, Green Bay winning the division again. Uh, I think you know Aaron Rodgers still an elite level. Uh, Aaron Jones at running back, Devontae Adams at wide receiver, uh, Alan Lazard. You know they've got talent there. Defensively, it's going to be a little bit of a question mark because I mean they did. You know they lost Blake Martinez in free agency of the Giants. Um, you know do they have enough pieces behind that? You know uh, as far as. Uh, talented players to take him to the elite, you know, the next level. Um, I've got the Vikings finishing second. Um, I had the Vikings originally in my second wild card position, but I just don't think two teams come from this division. Um, I think that, you know, Kirk Cousins is just so inconsistent. It's tough to assume that they will uh, be able to get into the playoffs, especially with losing a talented player like Stefan Diggs. You know, can Delvin Cook stay healthy? Defensively, they had a lot of lucky breaks last year by creating turnovers and having turnovers. You know, will they be able to recapture that and, you know, be, uh, you know, ahead in the plus minus as far as turnovers? You know, it's tough to assume and hedge your bet on mm-hmm. when you start talking about teams making it to the, the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, you've got Chicago and Detroit. And Chicago, you obviously just can't put your laurels in Mitch Stravinsky. He's too inconsistent. You know, they don't really have a – they didn't go out and get any threats as far as wide receivers. No. You know, right, they went out and got Ryle Ridley and Ted Ginn Jr., but is that really enough, you know, to fill the pieces that Mitch Stravinsky needs to be, yeah. you know, taking it to the next level? Well, they also got Jimmy Graham. But sure, let's not but Jimmy Graham – He's not been anything since. I, he won't even be the starter by the end of the year. Cole Komet from Notre Dame is going to take over that position. Similar player, younger, cheaper. I don't. And Jimmy Graham has not been the same Jimmy Graham since getting traded from New Orleans to Seattle. Right. Um. So I mean, obviously, Green Bay let him just. I mean, they didn't. Even, they barely played him. Yeah. After him the second half of the team. year, had him on my fantasy team. Yeah. Well, so where that? So I yeah I just I mean and defensively obviously they're going to be good they're always going to be good I mean they, when you have Khalil Mack uh, you know charging your defense you're obviously always going to be in a position to be successful it's just that's not going to be enough um, and Detroit I think they did enough things but you know they're also a team that's in a little bit of flux right now with you know their talent level and what they have surrounding their you know quarterback um, at, with Matthew Stafford so I mean that's going to be tough to assume that they can take it to the next level and go to the playoffs too. So, yeah, it's where I am right now. Pat? Uh, I think it's going to be Green Bay. Uh, you know, the, they just seem to be the most consistent team. Yeah, they lose a player here or there, but they don't seem to take any steps back. You know, they've lost however many receivers over the course of the years that just great players that they f- find ways to fill the holes. They've mm-hmm. still got Devontae Adams there, a wide receiver. Aaron Jones is still there running back. You know, so I think they'll be able to repeat as division champs. Uh, I think Minnesota will finish in second place. It'll be interesting to see. You know, Kirk Cousins. Okay, player, can he be great and live up to that contract? 
still got to see in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, very good running back. You know, Thielen, good wide receiver, but there's a big hole to fill with Stefan Diggs being gone. Yeah, they've still got Kyle Rudolph, and that does help a lot. You know, having a, a good catching tight end does help a lot. So I think they'll be able to finish in second place. Uh, I think the Detroit Lions will finish in third place, although maybe by like a game or two. Not much. I think they'll be able to improve off of last year uh, and make some good strides. Uh, and then finishing in last place, and I think actually regressing from their record last year, which was 8-8, eight and eight, will be the Chicago Bears. They've done absolutely nothing outside of signing a Super Bowl MVP quarterback only to have him hold the clipboard week one. Mm-hmm. They've done, not done anything. You know, they've got David Montgomery at running back, uh, Allen Robbins at running back, and then Allen Robbins in the second at re- wide receiver. Anthony Miller is another receiver they've got. They've got Ted Ginn Jr. and then Jimmy Graham, as Coach mentioned. But they've still got the biggest question mark at quarterback, and I don't think he's going to get any better. I, you got what you got. He's not going to get any better. If he was going to get any better, we would have seen it already. And I think he's going to get worse. So for my picks, I have Green Bay going 9-7 and seven, winning the division. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a man on a mission this year. For no other reason than to give the big middle finger to Matt LaFleur and everybody in the Green Bay front office. Literally. He is going to be playing like if he was playing for Bill Belichick. He is going to run the score up, and maybe instead of doing the Lambo leap, he's just going to do the uh, Johnny Manziel pay me sign and point right at him. Like He is going to get his petty on the entire season. The fact that they decided not to draft a wide receiver – Anywhere mm-hmm. they drafted Jordan Love, yep, at a quarterback to replace him in the first round. Yep. Do you not realize when Aaron Rodgers is motivated, he is a scary, scary man. Mm-hmm. What do you think you just did to him? Motivated the hell out of him. You just pissed him the hell off. And for a guy that has been the heart and soul at Green Bay for years, mm-hmm. you have now ticked him off. Yep. For that reason alone, he is going to wield at least three wins that they should not be anywhere near just to stick it to that front He's going to give like a Tim Tebow in college like speech to his teammates in the locker room. Calling uh, it. No, I think what he's going to do is say, I don't care about any of y'all. I'm getting out of here. He's and gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> He's going to give another one like he did on the radio show he was on. R-E-L-A-X. I think it's going to be beginning with an F and end with the CK. And, could, it could and, be. And then, like, I just fully think that he is so ticked off at that front office that he's going to ball out of his mind. And I feel really bad for Love. I really do. Yeah. Because so he's getting the short end of the stick through no fault of his own. Yeah. Because where did Love play for college? You got this uh, stat up? I can look it up. Okay. Utah. For, Utah. Thank yep. you. So for this kid to come out and he's going to be in that same position Aaron Rodgers was, Rodgers is not going to be willing to. How this was all set up, he's not going to be really t- willing to work with them per se. I like, mean, I'm sure he will. They've but... showed camp videos that they're actually getting along, and I guess they're roommates on the road. Okay. So okay. I mean, he's actually, I think, taking the opposite approach of that. That he, you know, saw how he was treated by Brett. Yeah. Now, obviously, yeah, the initial draft and yeah. the shock, you know, and the statement afterwards, yeah, you know, you would assume that he's a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of the day, yeah, he's going to be petty, but I don't think he's going to direct it towards love. Probably not. I so think much. It, his direction is going to be completely and solely focused at general, you know, general manager and Lafleur. But I think though he's going to definitely make sure he gets his reps in. No. Before oh, the, absolutely. Yeah, 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 I yeah, mean, yeah. there's definitely you know there's still a level of pride that he has oh, yeah. that he's not going to just let the guy walk in and take the job. Right. No. But he's going to mentor him. Oh, he's going to mentor him. But I think like at the initial point, like everything that is going to be surrounding him is not it, the minute he hears something about love. 
I think he's going to be that much more with a chip on his shoulder. Sure. Like, I just fully think that it's just going to, this whole season is going to be just an FU to everybody in the, in the organization. Yeah. And not necessarily to his teammates, but I think he's just going to be that pissed off. Because, they, like I said, they still don't have any wide receiver threat. Running back is not really scaring anybody. Their defense isn't, but Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, and that's still going to get you nine wins, especially in this weak division. I have the Minnesota Vikings going 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Consistency is going to be key, but are we going to have a consistent team throughout the year? Stephen Diggs is gone, but I believe it's Justin Jefferson is the wide receiver they yep. drafted. Out of LSU. And ironically, because when they made the trade with the Bills, this is who I wanted the Bills to take. So they do compare a lot, Diggs and Jefferson. So, I mean, Jefferson's bigger, though. Yeah, he's Jefferson's a big boy. Yeah, he's, he's a bigger guy. 6'1", 202. Yeah, and I think he'll definitely help out Kirk Cousins. And Dalvin Cook, like Coach touched upon, too, is he going to stay healthy the entire year? If he's healthy, he can definitely take over games, which I think for Minnesota they're going to rely on him very heavy. After that, though, it just all depends on Kirk Cousins. Are we going to get the you like that, or are we going to get the what was that? <laughs> I don't know, and I think for him, he signed one of the biggest money contracts, and we talked about guys that have never won the Super Bowl. Yep. For him to earn his, his cash, he's got to definitely make a deep run in the playoffs. Sure. Are we going to see that this year? I mean, because this is the year that they can cut him with uh-huh. no penalty. So. Exactly. Ooh. So he has a lot on the line. Can he pull this off? I don't know. And that's why I said this team is very complex to me. Yeah. Because they have talent. But they just don't show up certain weeks, and it no, shows. I mean, it it just, showed, yeah. It just shows. I mean, this team should be in the playoffs every year, and the fact that they're not, ah, you gotta kind of wait and see what you get. So, that being said, I have the Lions in third. Okay. I think uh, they. I mean, they, get, they drafted Jeff Okuda in the draft. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I believe, too. So they have added some players, but is it enough to really make a run? No, it's not. Detroit will compete and they'll show up, but. I just don't see how they're going to really make a, a, that big of a strike. They'll make some noise, but they're not going to contend. No, they're de- they're definitely not going to contend. And I think for their head coach, he might be on the hot seat this year. Could be. I think uh, definitely so. It, it, Patricia has definitely tried to implement the Patriot yeah. way out there, yeah. but they just haven't had the players to really strive with that. They just haven't. And then the Bears are hot garbage. Yeah, they are. I'm sorry. We've mentioned on the show about is it Trubisky, is it the coaching staff? It, it's just a, a hot mix of Everything. Yep. Trubisky is now the starter after you just went and spent a ton of money on Nick Foltz. Like, that still is one of the most boneheaded moves this side of trading DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson uh-huh. to me. It just makes no damn sense. You haven't really added parts. You've got rid of Jordan Howard. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think who else they've gotten rid of over the past couple of years. You just, it seems like you're regressing. Like the Howard loss just is a big one to me. Yeah. And I don't think they've ever recovered from it. Even their running game is just, it just hasn't. I think that might have been a season away too. Either way, like I say, the current Bears organization is just running everything in circles and they're Uh not getting anywhere. And that being said, it's just like I'm sitting here struggling to see how they're going to compete. I mean, they're serviceable. They got Khalil Mack. Yeah. But other than that, what else do you have in Chicago? What? Not much. I don't see anything. Not anything, really. Yeah, I don't see anything, and I don't see how they're going to just step up and go anywhere and move forward. It's just it's not happening. I, I mean, I'd love to see it happen, but I just don't see how you're going to pull this off and make it happen. It, I'm sorry. It's just it's not going to. Like I said, Jordan Howard, he hasn't been there in two years, and I don't think they've gotten a good running back since because, I no. mean, in, in 2019 he was with the Eagles. If I'm memory serves me correct, right. yep, yeah, and now he's with Miami. So it's like, what are you adding there? I'm just like, I'm looking at this team. And I'm going, nobody on this offense scares me. And Trubisky, I'm sorry, he is the typical physical prototype that a lot of teams look for. 
and that's great and all, but unless you're winning bowl games, you're not the guy. I'm sorry. We see this with Sam Darnold all the time. And typical quarterbacks. You can have all the physical tools, but can you do it mentally? Trubisky, I'm sorry, just hasn't had that opportunity. Whether he hasn't had the weapons or what, but I think the writing's on the wall. And I think it says it. Enough said. I think we got the Packers all in unison winning this division outright. That correct. correct. Minnesota's in second, but not hitting the wild card. Nope. Nope. And then Detroit and the Bears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of storylines coming out, so definitely hit us up on that hashtag. Hashtag ODPH. We gave you the NFC East, and we gave you a lot of Coach Duffy. If you want more Coach Duffy, at Coach Duffy 11 on Twitter. He will definitely interact with you. Tell him how great John Calipari is. Tell him how. The, tell me how the Giants are going to finish better than 2-14. and 14. Yes, Get my hopes up. Giants fans, I know you're out there. I know a bunch of our fellow podcasters are big Giants fans. Talk to Coach Duffy about this. We need to have this clarification. So that being said, we talked the NFC East. We talked the NFC North. We're going to come back and talk the South and West. You are listening to the NFL Preview on the ODPH Podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Nerd Bomber here, one of the co-hosts of the Online Warriors Podcast. Our weekly podcast started as a way for three friends to keep in touch and discuss their passion for movies, gaming, technology, and entertainment. And since then, we've grown into a fantastic online community. Every Wednesday, we release a new episode discussing the latest nerdy news. And then we go hands-on with our weekly adventures and a fun trivia show. Sound interesting? Check us out on every podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or hit us up at onlinewarriorspodcast.com. Hi, this is Tyler from Second Suitor, and you're listening to the ODPH Podcast. I want you to get it. I want you to understand. I'm doing the best I can, but not as good as I want to be. I just want to get it. I just want to comprehend that I have to make amends. Coming back for another segment on this edition of the ODPH podcast, giving you our NFL preview, talking the NFC conference. Last segment, we talked the East and the North, so let's talk the South and the West. Kicking off with the South, probably the biggest headlines of all the NFL this offseason. We'll say probably the most watched division uh, this season. Yes, definitely, but no bigger story breaking than Tom Brady leaving Foxborough to go to Tampa Bay. Like what most old people do. Yes. Oh. Oh, ah, oh, wow. The shade is getting wow. early. Unbelievable. Man, I, I, I wish him well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the right yeah, tune. Yeah, exactly. There you go. But like we say, we have a new quarterback in Tampa Bay, New yep. Orleans, a lot of headlines there. Who is Atlanta? What, what is, is Atlanta? Atlanta? And Carolina Panthers going Yay. through a transitional phase. So let us kick it off. Coach, what you got? All right, so I've got Tampa Bay winning this division. I mean, not just Tom Brady, you know, being there, but obviously all the other pieces that they've added. Uh, you know, Mike Evans already there, Chris Godwin, you know, and then outside of Rob Gronkowski, who I, you know, I don't know what we're going to get. You got O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray there at tight end, who I think, uh, you know, you're going to be able to run a lot of two tight end sets, which is only going to help Tom Brady in the play action. Um, not to mention the fact that, you know, Bray can easily be split out wide to play in a wide receiver spot when you can move Godwin into the slot. So, you know, one of the weaknesses might be wide receiver depth. You can offset that with, you know, Cameron Brayton, his ability to be stretched out defensively. Obviously, they are stout, had one of the better defenses last year outside of the fact that they just weren't able to put any points on the board. So, I, you know, you got to like that. So I've got Tampa Bay winning this division. 
Uh, I've got New Orleans finishing second and getting into a wild card. I mean, obviously, New Orleans is New Orleans. You know, they really haven't changed much. Drew Brees still there. Uh, you know, Alvin Kamara, contract issues. You know, that's going to be interesting. But, you know, you still got Michael Thomas there, one of the elite wide receivers. And common theme so far of the show has been why elite wide receivers can help take you over the over the hump as far as the playoff team. So, and New Orleans defense is quietly good. You know, they're mm-hmm. sneak, you know, they they don't put a ton of uh, you know, stats up and they're on the field a lot because their offense scores so quick, but defensively they can't stop you when they dig their heels in, uh, you know, especially uh, up against the goal line. So, I like uh, I like New Orleans um, just as long as they, you know, keep Tyson Hill um, in a limited role, I think you got to keep the ball in Breeze's hand. I know, you know, that famous Troy Aikman thing of, you know, him saying, oh, in this position, I, I wouldn't have Tyson Hill. And oh, I'd, yeah. I'd yeah, have, yeah, you yeah. know, and then he goes on to make a great throw. I still think that that should be bottled up a little bit more. I still want Drew Breeze to be back there, especially healthy this year with no thumb injury. You know, that was a limiting factor as far as what Drew Breeze was able to do. Uh, and then, you know, Atlanta. Who is Atlanta? What is Atlanta? Yeah. I, I think this is the year. I think that the the Super Bowl hangover effect that they've had for the last umpteen trillion years mm. is gone. And I think you're going to see a new Atlanta team that's going to come out, you know, a new offensive coordinator in place, uh, move some pieces defensively to try, uh, you know, and eliminate some of the, the holes that they had before. And now they have, you know, uh, a good running back. Um, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. So, you know, obviously Ridley and Julio Jones back. So I really think that they're going to be able to turn the corner, and I think they're going to mess around. They're going to get in one of these wild card spots. So I think there's going to be three teams from the AFC South wow. or NFC South that are going to make the wild card. Okay. Um, and then, you know, you uh, look at Carolina. Yeah, I mean, Matt Rule coming from mm. Baylor, a Big 12 <laughs> yeah. coach, yeah. you know, who – not known for wanting to play defense and trying to even play defense. So that will be really interesting to see how that adjusts into the NFL. I mean, we saw the, you know, the Chip Kelly experiment go very bad, you know, and that's another guy who played Big 12 ball in the Pac-12 and, you know, it didn't transition well to the NFL. So that's going to be very interesting. I mean, obviously this is a rebuilding year for them, a transitional quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. You know, uh, Christian McCaffrey's there, but, We'll see what he's going to be able to do when the teams are literally going to be dialed in on him and him alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and obviously losing uh, the um, linebacker. Keekly. Keekly. That's a huge blow to your defense, especially when you're talking about a you know a young rookie head coach who could you know really use his veteran leadership back there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a long year for Carolina. Uh, I actually think it's going to be uh, New Orleans to win the division this year, and not by leaps and bounds. I think it's going to come down. I think it's. Gonna oh c- man, I the think anger with ta- with Tom Brady. No, love it. the breakup. No, I see what I think it's going to come down to is it's going to be like a one game differential, and I think what it's going to be is they're going to split the the season series between the two. New Orleans going to win one. Tampa Bay is going to win one, and that's what it's going to come down to at the end of the day. You know, I think. You know, New Orleans will have a better record, and, and Tampa Bay just it'll be close, but it'll just be by one game. You know, you, you look at everything. That machine has been gelling for quite a few years now. Drew Brees, like Coach mentioned, Brees is still there. Kamara is still there. They've still got Michael Thomas. You know, they've got Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Traquan Smith at wide receiver. Jared Cook is still their tight end, and that defense is good. You know, and and I like I like. Don't get me wrong, I like Tampa Bay. They got a lot of weapons, but it's without a normal season. You don't know what you're going to get out of this team out of the gate. It could be a, a little like, you know, the Miami Heat their first year. 
you know, where it was a little touch and go, it was a little spotty because they just weren't used to each other yet. Had this been a normal preseason and they would have had all these practice games and all these, you know, preseason games and all this time to prep, I'd be picking Tampa Bay. But just with as aw- as awkward as this preseason has been, you, I, you, you just don't know what we're going to get. Yeah, Brady can practice with his receivers until he, you know, it's dark and Giselle's calling him home. But it's hard to say. It's without any game pressure situations like you see. In, in practice or even in preseason games, so it's just hard to tell. You know, uh, with Atlanta, again, who's Atlanta? What is Atlanta? I actually look at Atlanta, and um, to me, they've regressed from the last couple of years. Mm. You know, yeah, they've still got Matt Ryan. You've got Matt Schaub as your backup. Yeah, Todd Gurley's there, but he hasn't been right for a few years now. Uh, yeah, they've still got Julio Jones, but and he's decent, but I think he's getting up there in age a little bit. I have to look that up. Calvin Ridley, I can't really say much on. I'm not too familiar with him. But then you look at Russell Gage, another receiver they've got. Who? Hayden Hunt is their Hurst, or excuse me, Hayden Hurst is their tight end again. Who? You know, they finished. What did they finish? They finished seven and nine last year. I think they're going to get worse. I think they might go six and ten, or even maybe five and eleven. Uh, and then in terms of Carolina. No offense to Carolina fans, it's it's going to be ugly this year. Yeah, you've got McCaffrey, and McCaffrey does make up for a lot. You know, mm-hmm. first ever thousand thousand whatever rushing and receiving player in NFL history, whatever the hell the stat was. DJ Moore, good receiver. Robbie Anderson, you know, not bad. Curtis Samuel, not bad. But you ain't got much else going for you. And I and I think not having Keekley in the in the backfield there of your defense is really going to hurt you. It's going to be a rough few years. But I think with McCaffrey and then even Bridgewater. You have the very early stages of something. I gotta agree with you. So that being said, I got Tampa Bay winning nine and or ten and six rather. Uh, Tom Brady is going to add a lot. This offense is loaded. It's ridiculously how well it's stacked. I mean, you got Fournette and uh, Jones, I believe, in the backfield with McCoy. Yep. Like, there's so many people. Like, I honestly forget who's on this team. Then you have Rob Gronkowski as tight end. Depends on how motivated and healthy he's going to stay this year so that could be a big x factor you have arguably the best pair of wide receivers in all the league with a uh, good win and um mike evans so that all being said you got tom brady leading your offense so what are you going to get out of tom brady at this age that is the immortal north, question. north of 40 exactly so i mean this like i say it could go so many different ways that you don't know i mean with godwin rather and evans they're going to need the ball so can you get him the ball that consistently can you really make sure that they're getting fed enough downfield passes? Because the one thing we know about Brady is at this stage in the game, he has not been known to throw the ball crazy downfield. No. So the arm strength is not going to be there. So can the team adapt to him enough for those guys to be happy when they're not getting the ball as much? I think part of the problem was, too, is that I don't think he had the pieces to throw in a downfield like he does with Mike Evans and Godwin. Well, that's he another. might he might not. I mean, Godwin's going to outrun some balls. Yeah, like he's just a speedster. But I think also, you know, like you talk about guys being able to go up and get the ball and be open downfield. I mean, that's Mike Evans. Yeah, you know. So I mean, you have to factor in like how well is this team going to gel? But I mean, like I said, Bruce Arians as the head coach is going to make the the plays that he needs to. And plus, I mean, they did upgrade a little on the defense. Dominican Sue is now in Tampa Bay, so they do have some players on both sides of the balls that can definitely make some noise, especially their offense. Like That's going to be the thing everybody's watching to see how everybody gels. I do think it's enough to win the division, but it's going to be close with New Orleans. Sure, Like sure. I said, I, would, I agree with Pat. I had them one game out, but I had Tampa Bay getting that one over New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans with Drew Brees, I mean, he's another quarterback too. Father Time is catching up on him very, very quickly. Uh-huh. They don't have Teddy Bridgewater as the backup anymore. Nope. 
So a lot is going to be right on Breeze to be successful. Kamara, we know his contract is going to be an issue, but, I mean, everything seems it's going to be normal. Their defense is going to be solid for what they need. So I have them going 9-7 and seven being my other playoff team. Okay. And I think that with the addition, I believe, Emmanuel Sanders is now on the team as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so, yep. So that will be a huge upgrade for wide receiver, you know, obviously to, to pair off with Thomas. So that all being said – they're looking to put on some points, and I think that they'll definitely make some noise and definitely give a lot of hype and a lot of run for the money to Tampa Bay, which is the major storyline. The other two teams in this uh, division, though, I mean, who is Atlanta? What is Atlanta? A playoff team is Atlanta. I say no. Oh, yeah. I'm with Pat. I think sure. they regress. No, I get it. Yeah. No, I listen. I'm I'm just going out. You know, I'm. I, you know, you said that there's a team that goes out and surprises everybody every year, right? Mm-hmm. That is who Atlanta is. It should be, but I just have no faith in this team under the current regime. I just don't. I think they are like Cleveland of the South. That is what I feel of them. <laughs> All right. That I just look at them on paper, and they should be dominant. They yeah. they should be the, the top team in this division. Sure. But they're not, and they just have not mentally recovered from the – the traumatic experience of going against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. They need to prove to me that they are going to be that team. All right. Gurley is a great addition for him. I will say that, but can he stay healthy? I mean, he hasn't been able to do it past couple of seasons. Well, that's because the Rams ran him into the goddamn ground. Right. But can he have Selfish a res- Sean McVay. Yeah. Can he have a resurgence? Goddamn I right he can. I, I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see about this one. And we won't know until we start seeing a couple games. Like, I'll have a full Atlanta opinion by week three. I will definitely tell you this team is going to be the real deal or they're going to be a joke. But they have the offensive and defensive players to make it, but are they going to be consistent or they can just flame out? I think they're going to flame out. I think they're going to regress, and I think they're going to see a lot of changes next season. I think it's it's got to happen unless they get to the playoffs. Challenge accepted. Oh, let's see what you did there. Yeah. And lastly, Carolina. Matt Rule did not exactly light – the fire under me to say this is going to be a playoff team. No, I'm sorry. This was one of the most more puzzling coaching. I am so decisions. thankful that Carolina came in at the 23rd hour and outbid the Giants. Yeah, I mean, rule at Baylor wasn't exactly. I know that people fall in love with these college coaches, and I just i I don't get it. I just my thing is like, all right, you like Nick Saban, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, uh, Urban Meyer, I yeah. guess to some extent, you know, Brian Kelly. You know, like you like those coaches, I get. You know, they they're regime type guys who run good offenses and solid defenses. But dude, the Big Twelve, yeah, like why they don't care about defense? Like they've literally gone in and and their teams have said openly, mm-hmm. we don't play defense. Yeah. So that being said, like I say, when the media falls in love with these college coaches. I for me, I when I look at a college coach, it's like, what bowl games have you won? Sure, and that's a fair question too, because. To me, I'm drawing blank on Baylor winning a major bowl. No, I mean the the flashy thing with Baylor was he was taking, you know, obviously somewhat decent, you know, getting decent recruiting classes mm-hmm. that were able to put a run together in the Big 12 that they were able to be in the Big 12 championship game, I think like twice in his 3 years there. Yeah. Which is great, but you didn't win it. Oklahoma won it every exactly. year. Exactly. So if you're not winning, what are you doing? Uh, Rule's career highlights. Uh, he was the Big 12 Coach of the Year back in 2019. Uh, he was the AP Big 12 Coach of the Year back in 2019. Uh, and then for career in the NCAA, he had a career record of 47 and 43. It's a 522 win percentage. And in bowls, he was 1 and 2. 
Yeah, see, like that's for me, gross. That's just not lighting the world on fire. No, and it's not to say he's not a a bad or he's a bad coach, but for this level of competition, you have to be the the elite of the elite. Yeah, to win. And I'm just I'm sorry. I'm like I'm just looking at what he did to Baylor and I, just not screaming. At I it, remember in my what opinion got him hired. Uh, and then in college, for, I looked it up for the Bulls. Uh, they beat the Vanderbilt Commodores in the 2018 Texas Bowl, but then lost to uh, then lost uh, to Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. It was some interview that he had last year that made him like he had this like segment on ESPN that like you know he talked about how his style of coaching was and just teams like got enamored with it and loved it. Sure, yeah, which I mean, this is reminds me of when the hot name was uh, the Iowa head coach. Sure, forever. And yeah. I, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name. But it just goes to show, like, if you can enough hype, you can kind of roll into this. Mm-hmm. Now, could rule surprise us? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Not, I'm, but I'm looking at... But with at, the division of Tom Brady and Drew Brees, you ain't going far. Yeah, what, what you're walking <laughs> and into... And Matt Ryan. Yeah, and what you're walking into, Teddy Bridgewater is now taking over the, the helm. He's always been a backup prior. He's been adequate in the system he was in in New Orleans, let's sure. face it. But now he's going to be going against the Tom Brady's the Drew Breeses, and the Matt Ryans. I'm even going to give you that. Ryan is a great quarterback. Goddamn right. But is Bridgewater going to be able to contend with those a guys? A wild-card winning quarterback. <laughs> we'll wait and see about <clears throat> that. But with what he has, I mean, McCaffrey, everybody's going to be loading up against him, so now it's going to be up to Bridgewater to do this without Greg Olson. We didn't even mention yeah. about that, who's now in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So you ha- you're definitely missing a hole at tight end. Your wide receiver core is non-existent. <laughs> Greg Olson's one foot in Seattle, one foot in the Fox booth. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> For what Carolina is known for, you're hurting there, and your defense is going to hurt without Keekley, and you've had some other key losses. I'm I'm sorry, I have you going four and twelve, and that's just being generous. Yeah, you could honestly be in the tank for Trevor Talk. I'm just saying, but we'll have to see what you do when you get on the field. But I think this one is going to be the big headline: is Tampa Bay versus New Orleans this season? I truly do. Atlanta, show me something because I haven't seen it yet. They will. Coach is sticking to his guns about that. They will. So that being said, we got one more division to talk, so let's go the NFC West. The NFC champion San Francisco 49ers are returning. Seattle Seahawks have been making a lot of moves. Uh-huh. The L.A. Rams have been doing Stack L.A. things. Well. And Arizona making some big moves uh-huh. and taking full advantage of the idiocy that is the Houston Texans. So, Coach, why don't you kick us off? Who you got? All right. So, I now, after having realized my playoff picks, I'm going to go Seattle after this Jamal Adams finishing first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go San Francisco in a very close second. I'm going to go Los Angeles, and then I'm going to go Arizona. This division is going to be very, very good. This is the NFC East of, like, 2009. Good. Like, the, I mean, you could have three teams make it. To the playoffs in this division, just oh. as easily as you know the South. Um, my thing here is I obviously the Jamal Adams acquisition is going to be huge for Seattle. The Legion of Boom 2.0 mm. or 3.0, whatever you want to call it. Um, Russell Wilson, obviously, you know, being a stalwart there. Um, I think that DJ DK Metcalf going to take a step, you know, uh, to ascend, you know, in his career and, and really be an elite wide receiver that Seattle's missing yeah. for the last, you know, five years with having Russell Wilson, the offensive line played surprisingly really well last year. Um, now on to San Francisco, this, this is where Atlanta Super Bowl had a hangover is going to be passed to them. 
Mm-hmm. I just don't think you know losing Emmanuel Sanders, who was a huge piece to that offense, is going to be a crushing blow. Um, I still think they have solid pieces offensively. You know, Debo Samuel is a very good quarter uh, wide receiver. I just don't think he is an elite number one wide receiver. And then outside of that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo played well, but when the light was on and it's time to perform, he didn't do it. Yep. You know, yeah. I mean, that yeah. Super Bowl game was very, very bad. Um, as far as a performance from Jimmy Garoppolo, at least for what people's expectations were going in. I mean, it was the run game that really separated them and got them to the uh, Super Bowl. So, I mean, is Garoppolo really a number one, you know, elite quarterback? Mm. You know, I don't know. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to, to give him that nod. You know, obviously George Kittle's a great tight end, but, you know, tight ends don't lead you to the Super Bowl, and they've got a very good defense, so they're going to be in games. I mean, they're going to be close. They, like Again, uh, the Rams, you know, I'm not sold on Jared Goff. He yeah. hasn't been the same since last year in the Super Bowl. Um, and, again, it just goes to show that the Super Bowl losing team just has a slip up the next year. And the Rams had it. Now it's going to be transitioned to the 49ers. Um, I, don't, I don't see enough at wide receiver with um, losing Cooks, you know, to really carry them on. Um, to you know, be an elite team, and again, like I said, I just I'm not sold on golf. I love the pickup of Cam Akers. I think he's going to be able to fill in um, for the Ridley loss, but you know, not at the same level or Ridley um, Gurley loss mm-hmm. that they had. So I don't know if that's necessarily going to trans, you know, take them to the next level. And defensively, they're always going to be good. I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey, you got Aaron, Don- you know, Donald. You- so they're going to be good defensively. I just. I don't love it. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't love yeah. it. I, I like the other N- NFC West teams better. Um, and then, obviously, the Cardinals are still up and coming. Still very young. Kyler Murray uh, had a uh, surgence. The trade for the robbery for DeAndre Hopkins, you know, they've got a very good wide receiver core. I mean, I mean, you're talking Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. That is scary for any defensive backfield to face. You know, and then running backs, they got some nice pieces. Kenyon Drake came on late, Mm -hmm. you know, after the acquisition from Miami and played well. And, you know, defensively, they got some pieces. Um, You know, Isaiah Simmons was the player that I was trying to think of earlier uh, out of Clemson. Now that I remember his name in yeah. college, uh, you know they they have him listed here on this depth chart that I have at inside linebacker. He's going to play free safety. He's going to play some strong safety. He's going to just like he did in college. I think they're going to have him everywhere. I don't think he's going to be locked in at one position. So I think that's going to be difficult for teams to see. Um, so I think they're going to be good, but I think they're a year away, or maybe two, from being you know a playoff team. Uh, I think it's going to be Seattle. I think the the hangover for the 49ers is going to be real. I mean, you look at what happened with Atlanta a couple of years ago where they had that huge lead in the play in the Super Bowl and then they blew it. Same can be said for the 49ers. I, I think that's something that just you can't immediately bounce back from. Uh, so I, And I like a lot of the moves Seattle's done. I think Russell Wilson's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder with, you know, he's only got the one Super Bowl, and you're already starting to hear talk of, oh, does he need to win one more Super Bowl? Is, is he that good of a quarterback? Mm. So I, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I like all the moves they got. They got a great receiver core there with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, adding Greg Olson as tight end. Holy crap, that just makes that team even more lethal. Uh, but not to take anything away from San Francisco, Garoppolo, very good quarterback but you know we'll see what we get Uh, like coach said when the lights were at their brightest he faltered yeah you know Debo Samuel good receiver George Kittle one of the best tight ends in the game but I just think the hangover is going to be real for them and I think they're going to finish in second place uh I've got the Rams finishing in third place you know and they finished last year at nine and seven I think they're going to regress a little bit maybe eight and eight maybe seven and nine you know 
Goff just isn't, like the coach said, Goff's not doing it for me. You know, they've got no real running game that I'm looking at and going, ooh, I got to draft them at my on my fantasy team. Same can be said for their receiving core and same for their tight end. You know, they've really got nothing going for them, and your defense can only do you so much if you can't put points up on the board. Yeah. Uh, flip it over to Arizona. Arizona last year finished 5-10. and 10. I think they'll do a little bit better. Uh, I think the addition of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, to go along with Larry Fitzgerald. I realize Larry Fitzgerald's getting up there in age, but he clearly still has a little more, a little bit more tread on the tires. Uh, I think they'll be able to improve a little bit and, and build off of what they had last year. Not a playoff contender, but they'll be able to make some noise. So for me, I got Seattle going eleven and five, winning the division outright. Jamal Adams is going to bring some new energy to the Legion of Boom. I think that that is one of the biggest moves of all the offseason. Uh, like you've both touched upon, Russell Wilson is going to have a chip on his shoulder. He now has a true tight end in Greg Olson for however long he stays healthy. DJ Metcalf is going to be good. Chris Carson, if he can stay healthy, yeah. I mean, a lot of it hinges on that. But Seattle has gotten by as long as Wilson's on the field. So if he can stay there and get that connection going with DJ Metcalf, I expect them to make a deep run, deep in the playoffs. Yep. So that being said, number two in my wild card is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're going to come in with a little chip on their shoulder. I think they're going to have a couple losses, but I think that taste of the Super Bowl is going to definitely stick with them a little bit. I think Debo Samuel and uh, Greg uh, George Kettle is going to have another big year. I think they're going to have a monster breakout, and I expect them to make a run as well. And I also expect Garoppolo to really bounce back. I think okay. that okay. I, for what I think is – Ever since he had that interception in the Super Bowl, he just didn't recover. And plus, I thought a lot of the play calling in the Super Bowl was atrocious to him. Mm. And I think that for that second half when they're on the lead and you're telling your guy to pass, still, I just think it's clock mismanagement. And I think what he needs to do is be smart enough to call audibles and just say, hey, take over a game. I think he'll do that now because I think he's had all offseason to hear that he was a bust and the Super Bowl was on him, and it really wasn't. He's not your head coach. Because he made shitty calls in the second half. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I stick him with guns about that. All right. But I do thank you, though, because I had Kansas City winning. <laughs> that being said, third place, I got the L.A. Rams. I can also go, who are the Rams? What are the Rams? Because Jared Goff and company, honestly, were the flashy new team a couple of years ago. But were, what, I mean, they're the sexy team. Man. Yeah, but what have you done for me lately? You know, Change, your, change their uniforms. Exactly. <laughs> you haven't done anything. You've been like the flashy... Flash in the pan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to think of a good analogy, but I don't you really know. Yeah, I mean, McAvey was the next can, head coach. Yeah. You can paint a turd any color you want. It smells like a turd. It looks like a turd. It is a turd. Yeah, and they just haven't shown me anything. I mean, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are going to keep me in there, uh, you know, for games. But other than that, your offense doesn't scare me one bit. No. Goff is looking like a bust right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. He had a flash in the pan, and you guys caught some teams off guard. You were that surprise team. Well, Gurley caught teams you were, off guard. You Gurley caught a lot too. of teams off guard, but then you got exposed in the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, the Super Bowl, you went against a truly upper class of uh, talent, and you lost. Well, say so they did what? If I remember right, they didn't make it past midfield until oh, like the third God, quarter. Exactly. Brutal. You got exposed. So that being said, I don't see much different happening. I no. think you're going about 7-9. and nine. And Arizona, I think, is going to be around 6-10. and 10. I just think Kyler Murray is still learning the process. Uh, their offensive line really is going to have a tough time keeping him upright. I mean, he has great wide receivers, like you touched yeah. on, Coach. Yeah. If you can get him the ball, they're going to do some damage, oh, but you yeah. got to keep him upright. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That offensive line is not doing it. Simmons and, and uh, Chandler are going to be great for the defense, though. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I fully oh, think yeah. they're going to keep him in a lot of games they should be out of. But it all hinges on Murray and if he can get the ball out of his hands. If he's on his back or running scrambling half the time, he's not going to do it, and that's why I think you lose 10 games. Yeah. 
But prove me wrong. That's what I'm waiting to see about that. Yeah. So we had some kind of mixed picks about the NFC West and uh, the South here. So let us take a one final break, and then we're going to come back and give you our predictions for the NFC playoff. We're going to give you our early Super Bowl winner, and we're also going to give you the first week of our locks and leaps. So stay tuned. You are listening to the ODPH Podcast. Podcast, and I am here, children, to take you down the path of enlightenment in our nerd culture. This ever changing creature that is the nerdiverse is in the palm of my hands. Follow me, children. Hey, this is Vince, the Common Man Toy, local MMA fighter, telling you to keep on listening to the ODPH, the 607's up-and-coming newest podcast. Coming back for the final segment on our NFL preview show of the ODPH podcast. We've been talking all the NFC this episode, so mm-hmm. let us finish it out to give you our playoff predictions. But, Pad, you want to enter yeah. something first? Yeah, so before we get to that, I know there's a lot of people interested. I myself was interested. What are the Thanksgiving Day games this year? Oh, I've got uh, those matchups for you. Uh, starting off the day on Thanksgiving, which is Thursday, November 26th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS, you've got the Houston Texans taking on the Detroit Lions uh, at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox, you have Washington taking on Dallas. Uh, and then at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC, you've got the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's go. It's going to be a great time to get into football. And obviously, when we get to Thanksgiving, so we're basically the halfway point a little less than. But, a little bit. But you know what? It's going to be just fun to get football back in session. And the mm-hmm. road to the Super Bowl begins now. Coach, who is your NFC playoff picture winner, and who wins the big game? All right, so I had Dallas as my NFC East winner, Philly as a wild card, Green Bay as my NFC North winner. I had Tampa Bay as my AFC South winner with New Orleans sneaking into the wild card with Atlanta. Well, not sneaking in, but getting in with Atlanta. And then I have Seattle winning my NFC West. I have Seattle winning the NFC championship and going on to the Super Bowl. And so your Super Bowl prediction is, is Seattle? Seattle versus Kansas City with Seattle winning the game. Ooh, okay. Dog is uh, very appreciative of you right now. The dog is hyped up right I, now. I just, uh, that again, it's that Jamal Adams acquisition that just, I really think, 
game changes it for them. All right. I agree. All right. Uh, I've got the Dallas Cowboys winning the NFC East. I've got Green Bay winning the NFC North. Uh, New Orleans winning the NFC South. And then Seattle winning the NFC West uh, with my wild cards being Philly, Tampa Bay, and San Francisco. Uh, I think the NFC Championship championship game is going to be between uh, Seattle and uh, Tampa Bay with Seattle coming out victorious. Uh, and then, and for obviously, for the Super Bowl, I think it's going to be Seattle versus Baltimore in a real interesting matchup. I think you'd have there with you know the Legion of Boom 2.0 taking on the very uh, mobile and versatile Lamar Jackson with Seattle coming out on top. So for my picks, I had Dallas winning the NFC East. I have Philly as the wild card. I have Green Bay winning the North by default. I have Tampa Bay winning the South, but closely fall right behind them is New Orleans, and I have Seattle winning the West with Frisco right behind them. Okay. When the dust clears, your NFC Championship game is going to be Seattle and Dallas. I don't think Tampa Bay gets there. I'm going to make that bold prediction right now. I have Seattle winning. Okay. And I have Seattle winning the Super Bowl. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's put it to this way. If we're wrong, all three of us are going to get Yo, put through a table. Dog is going to murder yeah, Dog us. is going to lose his crap. But I agree with Coach. I think the Jamal Adams signing is that game-changing yeah. for them that they're going to just be a totally different team on defense. He's going to add a little swag. He's going to add a little attitude. He's going to add that physicality that they need, and I don't think they've had it in a couple seasons. Facts. If Russell Wilson can just do Russell Wilson things – They'll be fine because I think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks when you talk about the elites. Yeah, I mean that Green Bay game. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, obviously, Javon uh, Clowney had a big help, you know, as far as the pass rush, but I mean, Russell Wilson was all they had offensively. Yeah. So that being said, Metcalf has been a huge addition. If Carson can stay healthy, that's going to be a key thing too because his running style, he's very physical. Mm-hmm. I want to say he's he's a lesser version of Marshawn Lynch. Okay, but. If they can get that ground game going, and I mean, you think about it, they had a running back by committee, and how many games were they in last year? Yeah, it's true. So that being said, I think they can get there, and when they get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be that defense versus Lamar Jackson. Okay. And I think with Jamal Adams leading the charge, I think if they can neutralize Lamar Jackson and get into a passing shootout, I like Wilson in that one a little more. All right. I'll even give you a 27-24 prediction. Ooh, score prediction, too. I'll give you that hot take right now. But definitely hit us up on that hashtag, hashtag ODPH, who you got winning the NFC, who you got going to the Super Bowl. And let us close this out by kicking off Locks and Leaps officially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you are in our big podcast content creator group on Yahoo, definitely get your picks in. The point spreads is up. We got a lot of competition. They're all coming for Pad. They can try. So, Pad, before we go into our picks, is there any final words you'd like to send to the field? Uh, You want some? Come get some. He's being very tame right now because we want to wrap up the show. But for our Facebook challenge that we have with 607 Podcast and whoever else is joining in, here is our official lock and leap for the week, kicking off with the one and only Coach Duffy. I've got as my lock the Colts. Minus eight against the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Early slim pickings. You know, I'm just gonna pluck right. that, you know, that that early one to make sure I, I you know I can guarantee a win. Uh obviously, you know, the Colts, uh a team that we all like here. Minus eight, like the Colts, and I like the points. And then as my leap, the Tennessee Titans are uh one and a half point dogs to the Broncos in Denver. Uh, you know, Listen, I I picked them to win the AFC South. I gotta hang my I gotta hang my hats on my laurels here. I picked them to win the AFC South, so I'm gonna ride my team. 
right. I'm going to pick Tennessee to beat All Denver right. in Denver. All right. Pad? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I looked at the Indy-Jacksonville game, but then something Ken said in our last episode about you know Jacksonville possibly sneaking <laughs> one out and from Indy. Kind of, I heard that. Scared you, huh? I heard it in the back of my head, so I, I stayed away with it, and I went scrolling a little further, and I looked at one I could not pass up. Uh, I'm looking at Baltimore going against the Cleveland Browns. Baltimore is currently an eight-point favorite going up against Cleveland. Give me that all day. Uh, and then I'm going to go with you, Coach. Uh, I'm looking at Tennessee taking on the Broncos. Like you mentioned, Denver is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I think that's just foolish. I, I realize I said that you know Tennessee can't run the ball with Derrick Henry 50 times, 16 weeks out of the year. Mm-hmm. It's week one. He's currently got <laughs> he's currently got zero carries and zero yards on those legs. <laughs> he hasn't run in about what eight months, whatever, yep. whatever eight nine months, however long it is. Uh, he's got fresh legs. He's ready to go. He's had a preseason where he hasn't he hasn't run maybe as much as he normally has, but just done the usual practice stuff. I think he'll be ready to go. Uh, high mile, high altitude. Be damned. I think they will just run the ball down Denver's throat. That is especially with the breaking news that was going on as we record. Flurries. Uh, uh, it is being reported by Ian Rappaport that Von Miller suffered an ankle injury in practice. And, oh, and he's getting yeah. an MRI to determine if he will play at all. He might be done for the year. Yikes, that sucks. But, yeah. but good for my pick. Yeah. yeah, so I think if Von Miller doesn't play, expect Derrick Henry to run the ball like 70 times. He might hit 300 first game. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm going to go with uh, t- Tennessee as my leap. All right, so for my lock... Call it a homer pick, but you know what? With I looked this, at that one too. With this being the first game of the year, Bills Mafia, <laughs> show me at? something. Let's light some tables on fire and at break them safely. Yep. Uh, so Bills are six and a half favorites against the Jets. I gotta take that. That's low hanging fruit for me. I sure. like uh, the Bills are really the real deal. They should win this one out right by a touchdown. Okay. For my leap, I almost, almost went with the Giants. Over Pittsburgh, oh, you fuck. almost, but I, but a asshole, but, but coach, like I almost. Did. Why didn't you listen? To, like, good, thank you for listening. To I me, did. Like, I, I listened to you because I will say this: typically, Pittsburgh doesn't cover as a spread. Sure, that is a favorite ever. Okay. So, if I was going to just do this on a straight betting purpose, okay, there's which if you lose, hey, don't take my advice. I'm just telling <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. I'm not held responsible if you decide to go gamble. Sure, gamble at your own wills and what you can afford to lose. That being said, I am taking Tampa Bay plus three and Ooh, a half oh, against right. New Orleans. All right. So if Tom Brady and company are the real deal, show me it. All right. Because, you know, everybody's hyping. It's the first game of the I'm year. I'm trying to win locks and leaps here, man. What are you trying to do? You're trying, like, to, you're trying to. I like to roll some Yeah, dice, you're rolling man. the dice here. I like to roll the dice. You know I always take a wild ass. All guy. right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I always I got Where's you. that got you the last two years? <laughs> no, it's, got me, it's got me in last place. But then, did I say I was going to take the chip? Hell no. No, he didn't. No, he never claimed that. I do for entertaining podcast content. All right. And that's what I'm here for. But definitely hit us up on that hashtag, hashtag ODPH. We have given you so much NFL content. You have got everything you need to start the season off. We definitely want to interact with you on our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. Everything that you need to find out that is ODPH, you swing on over to OchoDuroParleyHour.com. And check it out. That's all we got for this week. A little bridged ending, but you know what? We've been talking for a lot. Let's go have some fun Thursday night and kick the season off right. For your coach, my coach, the coach, Coach Duffy. Here, cheer. For the one only Padawan J. Thank you, thank you. I'm your host, Ken M. Bills Mafia, let's get it going. Thank you, as always, for listening to the ODPH Podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Play ball.